there must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words, a new way to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Forrest Hall. And this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because... Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. How are you, Charity? I'm amazing. Thanks for having me back again. Well, you know, the options are slim. Oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> I'll remember that the nope. next time you ask. No, I'm just joking. It was uh, it was on my heart once again uh, to have a conversation with you. It's such a lovely day. <laughs> and, you know, feeling very excited. Spring has yielded me a hopefulness. Oh, it's better that than allergies, but. No, that's coming along with the cicadas. But we are grateful. So, housekeeping. RealChurchManners.com will take you to all the podcasts for those of you who are uninitiated to Apple Podcasts or Spotify you can find the episodes there you can listen to them on your desktop you can listen to them on your phone the podcast is a bunch of other places too that I never say because I just assume most people are on the Apple Podcast or on Spotify but it's on iHeartMedia too you can find it on uh Alexa too, yeah. I, I forget to tell you guys that, but if you say Alexa play Real Church Matters, she will play the latest episode. Bang bang bang. So sorry she won't if you try to tell her to play a specific episode, she she's not as uh, intelligent as that. But I think it's still cool that you can tell her to play Real Church Matters podcast and she will play the latest episode. That is very cool. That is very cool. So make sure you guys do that. Um, what else? Patreon. Those who have been given on Patreon, we appreciate it. Um, like I said last week, at a very long, uh, we took a lot of time talking about it. Somebody remarked about it. it was like, yeah, it took y'all a second to get to the. Uh, <laughs> the meat of the podcast you start talking about stupid stuff like uh creating content more content for us but you know go figure yeah and then the beat always ends abruptly i gotta fix that it's very uh jarring and then i just feel all of a sudden like my pants fell down <laughs> but um because you realized you were screaming I was over the <laughs> over the beat, but I appreciate those who give on Patreon. Obedience over audience is the goal. Let's get what countries are we shouting out? Today? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta do that just. We gotta do that just because dad. <laughs> he, he, my dad is funny. He, uh, <laughs> he's yeah. So um, we are shouting out uh, no countries, just all the people who are listening. I still, I, I'm just super appreciative to all the people that listen and gain something. For those of you who are listening, ask me at realchurchmatters.com is the website, I mean, is the email. Ask me, A-S-K-M-E at realchurchmatters.com. Send an email. Tell us where you're from. Tell us how you came up upon the podcast Share how it's blessed or help you. Share share your favorite people on there that you enjoy listening to. Because uh, right now, most of the emails that I get are disgruntled people. <laughs> <laughs> but a little encouragement would go a long way. Or questions. Not that I'm uh, some type of uh, Bible know-it-all. But I would love to have a discussion with you and Maybe we can come to some understanding on things. I don't know. But anyway, appreciate it. We won't be as long-winded. We ain't get to the the podcast till 18 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I should have put in the description, like, if you're 
want to get right to the meat of things, just skip the 18 minutes. Well, I think that was part. I mean, for me, it's all of it. Yeah, I like Don't the, skip the, like, we're easy. You're on a journey with us. You're on a journey. So you can't skip the beginning. Because exactly. then you're going to feel out of place once you get to the meat of it. Exactly. You cannot skip the plane ride. You you want to get to Tulum, you're going to have to <laughs> do the whole journey. Patience. Patience is a virtue. It's a part of the process. But anyway, we're getting into it. Charity, I was thinking today, and I woke up, what was on my heart, and usually there's always something that is on my heart. And I was thinking about the return on investment. Mm. And so that's the name of today's podcast, Return on Investment. I was thinking how I don't do any work. Well, let's just say this. I've done a lot of work for free, but I always felt like I got it something out of it. Mm-hmm. Even before I got into the mind of not doing work for free or being valued for the work I do. And I don't like bartering, but I always feel like I don't like bartering. I know people enjoy trading services and stuff, but I feel like this is not. No, the, it's definitely not my thing. Yeah, this is not the Oregon Trail. Like we're. We're not back in the days where you need to, like, I I planted apples and you planted oranges. Let's trade. Trade spices. Let's trade spices. (laughs) Yeah, like, that makes sense to me. Like, you have milk from your cows. I have eggs. Let's trade. Mm -hmm. But me doing video production (laughs) and you doing whatever, it's like, why would I, you know what I mean? Like. Because I always feel like it's not an even exchange. It never feels even or mutual. And just with you sitting there and you were looking up and kind of pontificating. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's how God is. I feel like he's like, it's not an even exchange. And I just woke up with that. Like, what is God's return on investment for you, Forrest? He's you keep talking. You've been talking all week about how grateful you are. You know what I mean? Like you've been bragging about all that he did. Like I posted a picture of me like 12 years ago sitting on a bus stop. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting on a bus stop. And and I remember that night so vividly because it was like 11 p.m. I was hoping that I didn't miss the last bus. I did miss the last bus. I was grateful enough to be able to call Philip. He came and got me. And as I was waiting for him to come, I sat there frustrated, angry. And I remember taking a picture with my phone of my feet wearing (laughs) (laughs) wearing the largest legged pants in the world with a pair of tennis shoes. But sitting there and took a picture and I typed in the caption. Remember this. And it just came up and I just was crying. I was so grateful. And it's like, as good as you feel about all God has done for you, does he feel as good about you? Like the gratefulness is nice and everybody's 100 percent behind gratefulness. Right. They love it. I think we have to, in order to figure that out, we have to understand his expectations for us and why we were even created. I think our expectations for him um, makes us grateful because our expectations are limited to this earth. Right. And what makes me grateful, even in that context, is always earth-based. Mm-hmm. Cause people are like, why does that picture move you so much? Well, I have a car now. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I have a car. I don't. I'm not up out in the streets at 11 p.m. now, coming from a job that I took two buses and uh, two metro trains to get to. Like, a lot of my life is easier now, and I I take in that respect. Mm-hmm. Like getting up at six in the morning to make sure you catch the bus so you can get to Roslyn so you can go to class. Then you could leave, take 
another train and two buses to get to work and then leave work and do it all again. Get home at 12 and then get up at six again. Oh, no, it's it's I've definitely <laughs> been there. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you could be removed from that and be like, God, it's so good. <laughs> but like you said, number one, gratefulness is something that um, is totally based on our expectations. Mm-hmm. And he's met. Some of those expectations and some of the things I didn't expect, but he's done so much. But have I met his expectations? Right. Which is why it's a joy to have Charity on the show because she gets right to it. (laughs) And it's right. We need to think. And let's consider right now. We don't plan this stuff out, but let's consider. No, we don't. Let's consider what is it that God expects from us? Well, I think we have to go back to um, what Jesus left as the things that were like our new commandments. And I think that's a good starting place. It is. You know, um, loving God with all your heart. Heart. Soul. Soul. And mind. And mind. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. As yourself. As yourself, which is tricky in itself. But, yeah, that. Then if you have a spouse, he's telling you to love her like Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. And he said this is the greatest law. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, you know, all of this. And then he tells us about the fruits of the spirit. And he Mm -hmm. says, above which there is no law. So you got love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, meekness, gentleness, temperance. All of that. So his expectations are very explicit. Mm-hmm. It's nothing left to the imagination. Nope. You don't need a seminary degree. You don't need a prophet or prophetess. You don't need discernment as it relates to his expectation. No. I think once you, once you're Once you believe in God, mm. like those, those are the. Why are you excited all of a sudden? I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> because I, I, you know, I think the first step is believing in God in order to even search out what his expectations are. Mm. So if you never get to the point where you have a need for God, yeah. you believe in God, you then accept him. As God mm-hmm. and you invite him into your life, then you start to search out what is it that you want from me? Yeah. But you have to do those things first. I love I love that. I love that because it is helping me like to arrive to a true place of gratitude. It has to turn into what can I do for you mm-hmm. it's like you know literally in other countries they have these this establishment in their hearts and minds to the point where a person can be in debt to someone mm-hmm. so much so that it became like a storyline in tv shows like somebody saves somebody and he's like okay you don't owe me anymore and it's like it just becomes a thing because in other countries they really believe in that mm-hmm. you spare somebody life or you show mercy or something then that person is indebted to you mm-hmm. and so I, it's kind of the same thing though it, I mean I feel like the way that God crafted relationships is always an exchange it's always an exchange it's never and, and if it isn't it's not going to work <laughs> because someone isn't getting what they're they're supposed to get right. out of the relationship. And when we talk about abuse, we're literally talking about a poor exchange. Mm-hmm. Like we, absolutely. Like people get so crazy they they don't understand. They be like, "I'm tired of people using me." Like, no. The problem is is that. We're all here to be used. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you feel like the person using you has not given you a fair exchange. Exactly. And so that's not being used. That's being abused. Mm-hmm. We have to use proper words because some of y'all talk about being used and you talk about your children <laughs> and they're supposed to use you. Yep. 
The problem is is that you don't see the exchange of it because you don't see a value in raising them. Mm. So when you don't see a a value in meeting the child's needs, it Mm -hmm. just exposes that you're a poor parent. Doesn't expose that you have a spoiled child. Exactly. And and I, I think we're hitting all of the the marks when it comes to what do you require from me? Because you have to talk about value. You have to talk about where we hold, how God values us yeah, and how we value him in order for that exchange to even be profitable. So in the midst of my gratefulness, I can be totally perverse or abusive in my understanding of God. Yeah, because I can value him for something he doesn't want to be valued for. Mm -hmm. And I can undervalue what he values. in me. exactly. And we see it all the time. Real church (laughs) matters. (laughs) You see my little chicken nugget hands. I can't Can't get get to it it fast. Couldn't get to it fast enough. Yes, Charity. (laughs) Yes. I know you like you just said that. No. I got, no, I led you up to it. I know. I in. played my part. <laughs> you walked me to the door and you said, now you go in and you tell them your mother will be back in a moment. <laughs> it's so powerful to realize that in all of my overly dramatic gratefulness this past birthday weekend. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was overly dramatic. <laughs> There's a flaw there that God wanted to make sure I understood moving into this next decade. Mm -hmm. You excited about what you wanted from me, but you're not even excited about what I really gave you that you didn't want. Mm. And you're not even excited about giving me what I want from you. And there is, it's a good starting place. Mm -hmm. But like I told our sister, Felicia, Shout out to my sister. She's getting her driving school going. But I told her, if you're going to celebrate anything, celebrate getting to the beginning. Amen. Because it has only just (laughs) begun. But I'm excited about the beginning. Mm -hmm. But this next decade, I'm at the beginning of a lot of things. One of which is a greater, deeper relationship in God where I realize this got to be a fair exchange. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's get to a fair exchange. It hasn't been fair. Nope. Hasn't been. He's done so much for me. So much that I haven't even acknowledged. And a lot of times we are more of a liability than. <sighs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have breathed in the microphone like that. Spanish church or charity, please. We're more of a liability than a, a fair exchange, which would be a profit. On or a return on yes. your investment. Yes. Um, because we make his name so bad, it, it's it's taken away yeah. from what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Like, like he's constantly, he gives me life. He gives me, uh, let's just think about all the things that he gives us. Mm-hmm. Some of which you could just condense down to He gave me time mm-hmm. What have I even done with his time? Messed over other people with it Messed over other people <laughs> Messed over myself with it I've wasted mm-hmm. more time than I've actually given A, a, a proper return on investment mm-hmm. ROI is what they say mm-hmm. I know in our hearts we have to re- challenge ourselves this coming year how can i be a better return on investment for what god has done yep you know what i mean like yeah he blessed you with a car now okay but what have you done with that car (laughs) you know what i'm saying like he's giving me more time you know a lot of things could have happened Man, that that plane is kind of low. What's what's going on here? I didn't know that the sounds were going to be so amplified on here. I'm kind of shocked myself that I can hear that so good. I'm telling you, people be like, were we loud? (laughs) That's me. 
I'm sorry, was I loud? I was trying to tiptoe. It's like, if you can hear. Walk them, any harder. Yeah. If you can hear a plane that's probably about like 5,000 feet up in the air. Yeah. You can hear somebody that's 100 feet in the other room. Just, you know, listen to a different world. I know my parents <laughs> love me. But uh, anyway, we're, we're just. This just it's not revelation, it's just a reminder. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder, but I think that we also as church people, we have to move past wanting revelation. <laughs> Cause first of all, if we're gonna talk about Let's list the stuff. Revelation, confirmation. <sighs> revelation, confirmation, validation. Renovation. <laughs> All right, we we just not. No, because everybody always talking about being made over and stuff like that. It's like you wouldn't have to be manifestations. Made you feel me? Let, let me help y'all. You wouldn't have to be made over if you stopped letting people mess over you. Mm. Every Sunday you going up to the altar. You like make me over. He like listen. <laughs> I don't have to make over what stops being messed over. I created you the way that I intended for you to be created. Mm-hmm. You are beyond recognition because you barely are in the place that I designed you for. Yep. And and trust me, I'm saying all this as a person who has already experienced 40 years and knows for sure that he hasn't given all that he could mm-hmm. heart, soul and mind mm-hmm. to God to rightly and properly Show him my gratitude. Yeah. Beyond tears. Because that's the crazy part is my gratefulness is is expressed in tears to me. (laughs) But uh, it's kind of like when you buy somebody something real nice and they don't give you the, the. the thing that you were looking for. Mm-hmm, the reaction. My mm-hmm. nieces and nephews are good for that. And mm-hmm. it, it, I know that I'm getting Our this. father. <laughs> <laughs> Our nephew, my niece and nephews are good at it. Because they're giving me back what I gave to my parents. Mm-hmm. My dad would drive through the streets all the way, 50 miles away to get me a game. And the most I did was say thank you and then run to my room to play it. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I went all this way, handed my gift over to Solomon, and he didn't even what he wanted. <laughs> Every time I go there, he ain't even playing it. <laughs> His sister's got it. it's on the floor. It's got cracks, but it's getting used though. It's getting used, but not by the person I gave it to. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Real church matters. Thank you, Charity. Everybody get to use your body, but but God. Mm. My God. Everybody get to use your time, but God. Y'all think about this the next time you you on the phone. You know what I hate, Charity? Shout out to people who do this to me. <laughs> I hate being on the phone with somebody and they say, oh, I got another call. I got to go. Dang. I hate that because it's like. When they call me back, I'm like, who was on the phone? And it's never anybody I think it was worthy to hang up with me for. You know, it's always funny to me when you come to the realization of the position that you hold in someone else's life. Like one of my friends. Real church matters. Like one of my friends, like she... um, her husband threw her a surprise birthday party mm-hmm. and I did her makeup. And when I pulled up, her husband was like, Oh man, I forgot to invite you to the birthday celebration. And I was like, Oh no, it's cool. Like <laughs> I, I'm good. And it's still very much COVID. And so she called me to kind of temperature check. See, you know, make sure you were good. Good. And so she was like, yeah, Trey felt real. I'm, ooh, I'm saying names. <laughs> I don't have a redacted thing. 
I'm gonna have to make one, and I'm gonna use this one instead for right now. Jesus after dark. Jesus after dark. So she said, "Yeah, he felt so bad because you know once he saw your face, and I, I said, no, nah, I was good." And she was like, "Yeah, you know, it was old couples or whatever." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, you for, know, for another podcast." Yeah, for another podcast. But I was like, you know, it, it's always. For other people jostling when when you position yourself in someone else's lives and you realize that if they don't hold you in that same regard. Yeah. But for me, because I keep everybody at the same position, I never get out of sorts over things like that. I love I love that you keep giving us the God perspective. Yeah, because it's like like the scripture says, he says, even in our unfaithfulness, he is faithful still. Exactly. Like we talking about a realization that never affects him. Mm-hmm. Like He going to keep giving you his all. Mm-hmm. But at what point do we not settle in the reality that he's going to stay faithful and not understand that that should prompt us to be more faithful? Exactly. Shouldn't they should people shouldn't know that? Oh, Charity gonna keep the same energy regardless. She cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Like we grew up with a mother that is very cool with stuff. <laughs> no, I have conversations with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we talk it out, but just know that my temperament is is going to be you, the same. You may bring it up, but you never let it change how you deal with them. Exactly. You, you you realize I address it and you know move on. You that. realize that the character that you have isn't character if it is reactive. Mm-hmm. That's not character. Nope. That's emotion. Yep. Character stays the same no matter how people move. Exactly. I understand it. God has character. It's me who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because how I feel about God changes based on how i feel he is doing for me yep (laughs) so that's another thing about sitting there and crying (laughs) about gratefulness Mm -hmm. and what he's done is it i started to think what if i was still in the same place 12 years later and and that's the the second portion of what comes after the expectation. Yeah. Like a lot of people think that the reward or the final thing is their their expectation on earth. Like yeah. people always say, oh, you know, I'm living to go to heaven. But that isn't the expectation. It's like people who say when you do what you love you never work a day yeah, in your life. Exactly. It's like, okay. Like, that's not the blueprint. That's not the blueprint. Because guess what? When you do what you love and you feel like you're not being valued properly for it, you don't feel like Mm-mm. you're not working. You feel like you are. And mm-hmm. take it a step further, you feel like you are 12 years a slave. Yeah, it's a burden. It's a burden. You, I, I know some people can remember when they was interns and they were just happy to be in the building. But when that energy shift, mm-hmm. like I remember when I just loved the fact that people appreciated my work. <laughs> but once you get a check, <laughs> the uh, compliments the, don't do it no more. The shout outs and the thank yous and all of that. It don't cut it no more. No, just run me my money. <laughs> Please. And thank you. You can actually tell me that you didn't like what I did. But as long as you sign that check and I get paid for it, <laughs> I'm good. Mm-hmm. It changes our value perspective. Mm-hmm. And we got to understand that that's we have to have a proper evaluation because part of, like you said, part of value and exchange is to evaluate. Mm-hmm. You won't understand the value of God if you don't evaluate mm-hmm. God. The understanding is off. Mm-hmm. People look in and say, I really don't get reading the Bible. The Bible is how we properly evaluate God. Yeah. If you don't know nothing about him. How well, can... it's, it's part of it. It's, it's, it's part, part of it. it. It's part of it. The, the, the only the, what I always tell people is 
it tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word is God. So to properly understand God in a human way mm-hmm. is no, to, no, it's, it's the full extent of how I feel like we evaluate God, yeah. but it's partial how we evaluate ourselves and respect to God yeah. because, um, take us there. Cause, cause I was, do, I was doing the evaluation of God first. But in my mind, it's like it has to move beyond evaluating God, but it starts there. Yeah, because we we have to, and the Bible says it, we have to evaluate ourselves daily. Mm -hmm. Um, And that comes from reading the word, but also renewing our mind to align with the word daily. And gives us a proper evaluation of who we are mm-hmm. in light of that. Mm-hmm. But that is actually a return on an investment to God. Mm-hmm. Because when you become the person who's constantly evaluating yourself according to the word, then you are living out that scripture that you say where you are loving God with all your heart, soul, mm-hmm. and mind. Because he sees love not as what you do for him. He sees love as what you do to you in light of him. Mm-hmm. But that's the same way we see love in other people. We just don't articulate it that way. Yeah, because, you know, people say it all the time. I'm looking for someone who can give me what I give. People say it all the time. Let's talk about matching energy. Yes. <laughs> what happens when you have nasty energy and you are getting what you are giving, but you never realized it? That you're the problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like that. Or like um, a sister Felicia posed a question <laughs> to me. She said. Shout out. Because this is the second time you brought her name no, up. No, because it, it just be a thing where people. I enjoy the people who ask me questions. That, <laughs> that it's like, let's take it a step further. But she asked me a question about something about. Would you, would you rather somebody lie to you? This, that, and other. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just flipped it and was like. What if the person that's lying to you thinks that they're telling you the truth Mm. because they believe their lie? Mm. And have you entered if you have you ever had a conversation with someone who feels they're telling you the truth? Mm. But you say you're lying, but they're like, no, I love you. And it's like. No, you don't because. And here's why. <laughs> here's why. But they don't see it that way because truth is literally perspective. Mm-hmm. If you don't see it my way, then you won't agree with me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't see it, if you don't see what I see the same way, mm-hmm. then you'll think that, it's, that everything in life can be subjective. And not everything is subjective. No. Like the word of God, the word of God is not subjective, right? Change the dial on the TV to different pastors and you get a different truth. That's true. Why? Because they think that it's subjective when it actually isn't. It's a word that we have to come to a like mindedness of. Mm -hmm. Once again. I'm a poor investment to God if his perspective of his truth is not the same as mine. It's mine. Absolutely. So we all say scriptures. Let's just use the one you said because it's a major one. It's the the one that you would put at the end of the podcast and not 10 minutes into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do better. No, no. It's, the, we, it's in our DNA to cut to the quick. <laughs> we cut to the quick people. <laughs> but the reality is, is love the Lord with your heart, soul, and mind. Now, we can sit and define that to you, but that's where all of a sudden people disagree. Mm-hmm. Because some might say, well, I do love the Lord with all my heart. And it's like, yeah, we don't see it the same. Because you say all your heart, and I say, what you mean by that? And you're like, because when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And no. And all that he's done. That he's done for me. It's like their articulation <laughs> of emotion is like giving their heart to something. Right. 
But that's not what he means. Because they can't fathom that their heart is more than their emotions. Exactly. The same way people can't fathom that their their identity is more than their proclivities. Mm-hmm. It's like your sexual preference is not your identity. Mm-hmm. Your gender is not your identity. Your role is not your identity. Your race is not your identity. Your race is not your identity. I was just having this conversation and it's completely off topic, but I have to go there. I was just having this conversation with someone um, because they were talking about biracial people. Mm -hmm. And um, like somebody has a biracial daughter and she harps, like focuses on the fact that she's biracial, making sure that she's around other biracial kids. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, she's making her race, her identity, which is going to cause this girl to grow up and have an identity crisis because you cannot be identified as your race. Which is another reason why we are failing at a proper return on investment to God is because if he created you for something and you identify yourself as something else, Mm -hmm. then he is not getting out of you what he intended. Exactly. So he says that you are his and you say that you are not. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I'm his. No, because that's not the way you identify yourself. Exactly. Other than saying you a king's kid, <laughs> which, which means whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you people identify with the church they go to. Like when when people ask me or when I introduce myself, I think that's a good um, example. Because that's how when that's I introduce myself yes. to people mm-hmm. and they're first meeting me. Mm-hmm. What I tell them is how I identify, and and my race. You can see that, so I don't have to tell you. Hey, my name is Charity. I'm a black person, or Hey, my name is Charity, and I attend this church in Suitland, or Hey, my name is Charity, and I live in PG County. Like and that, n- I don't of, have to do that. None of those things clue you in on who I am. None. They don't speak directly to who charity That's is. That's identify. I remember one time I, I was sneaking, looking at Christmas gifts before <laughs> it was Christmas, before it was time to open them. I seen a box. Didn't know that they used the box to just put the gifts in. So I'm like, hey, guys, it's a big old box down there. I didn't know it was a box filled with the actual gifts. <laughs> I'm like, I, somebody got something crazy. Somebody got something big. On Christmas Day when y'all didn't see that big old box. <laughs> Did not see that box. <laughs> Did not see that box. And how many people are like that? When you see a black person, you perceive that you know what's in the box. Mm-hmm. You see uh, this person, that person, whatever. You see a woman. You see a man. I don't like, I, when I come into a room, I'm not going to be like, hello, I'm heterosexual. <laughs> I don't want nobody to be like, hello, I'm gay. No. That doesn't lend itself to what you're in this room for. You being gay doesn't tell me whether you can do the job. Exactly. Just like you being black shouldn't indicate whether you can do the job. I know. Affirmative action, all that stuff. Prejudices, yes, they exist. But at the end of the day, when it comes to God... He's expecting us to identify ourselves according to his design. Mm-hmm. That supersedes culture. <laughs> Absolutely. That supersedes race, creed, gender, sexual preference. That supersedes it all. I think um, for me, experiences dictate that. Mm. And my experiences say that. My ethnicity matters. My experiences say that where I grew up matters. But that has nothing to do with who I am. Because that's the other thing. Those things matter in this world. Mm -hmm. They just don't matter in the world that matters. Exactly. So you have to put everything in a a proper context. Yes. But when we talk about... Giving back to God something that makes him feel this is an equal relationship. Mm-hmm. 
Because there is a way to eat. People always love to diminish themselves. <laughs> if I had 10,000 tongues, it wouldn't be enough. <laughs> can, can I help you out here? I want to help you out. God didn't give you 10,000 tongues. He gave you one. Have you said enough with that one tongue? I know it wouldn't be enough to Who you. said that, David? I, I used to think it was in the scriptures. I don't even know. It is in the scriptures. You think it's in the scriptures? Yeah, I think it's in. Y'all, we'll, we'll come back next week and let so, y'all know. Because it might have been said in some way, but. I, in no, this, can, can I we, think it was in Songs of Solomon. We'll see, because they, and they, if it is, that's why it's hidden from me, because I've never read Song of Solomon. <laughs> it's just a little Snapple fact. <laughs> <laughs> I never read Song of Solomon. I, I will one day. But that's all part of ignorances, too, because people tell you, ain't nothing in Song of Solomon. I'm pretty sure something in there is to suss some intelligence from mm-hmm. understanding who God is. But the reality is, is, like, you don't have to keep harping on the fact that you're, you're, you and your human self is insufficient to God because it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true because he's expecting something from each and every one of us. Exactly. This suffices the same way you got a little kid. And I'm like, did you make something for your parents and your ber- for their birthday? And they like, well, I don't have any money. I'm like, you can literally just take time to make a card and that would be something to them. But to think that you can't give them how they give to you. So it's no need to give. is foolish. I think that comes from people not knowing their role. Yes. Because. This goes back to the evaluating you. And that's the thing that angels had a problem with. Angels, well, not all angels, but particular angel Mm -hmm. did not understand his role in regards to other people's roles. Yeah. So you see a God, he's being worshipped and you like. Any reason why nobody worshiping me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's not my role. And I I think that people get so caught up in the fact that we all are here for the same thing, but our roles, and we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, yeah. but our roles are different. Our roles are different. And our evaluations are our different. Our evaluations are different. So somebody will sit, and I'm talking to people, uh, shout out to Marcellus, um, was talking to him about properly pricing your work. Mm-hmm. And I told him I have three things that I always evaluate. And that's the reason why I don't put a flat fee. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't value evaluate my price by time. If you're charging hourly, then you are not charging for your mind. Mm-hmm. And that price for your mind is greater than your time. Absolutely. And there are many times where people are paying for my time, but not my mind. Mm-hmm. And they get exactly that. They yeah. get my presence, but they do not get my focus. They, they can't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. So I had to learn it. They don't get your expertise. They get your your actions. You pay enough. I sit in a room and I don't just listen. I begin to give you ideas. Mm-hmm. You don't pay enough. I'm in the room to take orders mm-hmm. and there's a difference between that. Well, that's another time. But the reality is, is that there's three things that I always pay attention to how I, how confident I am in my work, how mm-hmm. confident the person is and how good my work actually is. <laughs> good night. <laughs> because we could all sit in a room and be like, you know what? Force is right. I should be charging a thousand dollars a logo. It's like, hold on, horse. Let's pull that back. Can I see your work? Tell me about this work that I'm looking at. Before I tell you about it, you tell me about your work. I liked it. I think I did a good job. Okay, here's what I think about your work. Now we have we have an issue because there's a great disparity between what you think about your work and what I think. Mm-hmm. In that middle. Is your price. Because you you can't evaluate yourself if you are not dependent on yourself. 
same way there's people that's like, I'm so I have a positive self image. It's like, yeah, that'd be fine if all you had to depend on is you. <laughs> but because you are dependent on God, you might want to figure out what he think about you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know you got positive body image now. <laughs> I know you, you love you. You love the skin that you're in. Mm-hmm. But does he? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I finally am confident enough to speak my mind. I understand that. That's cute. But is he okay with what you're saying? Does he enjoy what's coming out of your mouth? I know you proud that you finally can speak up at family functions and you can finally tell your boss what you've been meaning to tell him and you got confidence. I'm out of, I'm in my thirties now. <laughs> I, you know, I'm ready to show the world what for. And it's like, okay, but what does God think of you? That matters. Why? Because you can't do this world yourself. You can't. But I, I think it's very clear how <laughs> how God feels about us in Is general. Yeah, I think it's very clear how like his intentions toward us, right? Because yes, let's talk that's... about that because they love that. <laughs> they love that charity. They love to tell you and remind themselves of how God thinks, how what his intentions are towards his people. Mm-hmm. They are very clear to take a very macro perspective that God has about the world because mm-hmm. he loves the world mm-hmm. and his intention towards us. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand that his intention towards us as a people is not the same as his pleasure with you. Do you get what I'm saying? Like he, mm-hmm. he is constantly, no matter who I am, good or bad, his intention for me is always good. Yeah, but I also think his everything is stated in the word. Like I feel like when I think about um how he feels or what he expects, all of that is laid out in the word in the word. It is. It is. And I knew what you meant. And but, we don't and we don't have to be guessing. Guess. We don't have to guess. Yeah. We don't have to guess the same way a woman doesn't have to guess if a man is interested in her. But I feel like God, if he was a human being and he did not already know our hearts, he would have to guess how we felt and how we regarded him. Right. Because we don't make it plain. Exactly. But we it is plainly in our hearts and he can see it a mile away. Mm-hmm. And even in light of that, it has little to do with action. This is what people got to understand, too. This is how you can look at David and know he a nasty dude. <laughs> and you still hear a guy say, this is a man after my heart. Mm-hmm. Because he can see his heart. Right. The problem is, is that y'all know the same way Forrest know at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. That I can make him more a priority. Mm-hmm. I can give him a better exchange. And all he's given me. Mm. That's good. I can give him more. Everybody. <laughs> shout out to my niece, Anna. She said, my all not the same as your all. <laughs> she really did. She hit me with that. That's <laughs> all, that's top tier response. I might leave her my briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's worthy of that. She, you should make her partner. <laughs> Her name should be up in the law firm. But that's top tier. That's up there with our sister saying, you can't make me save. <laughs> you can't beat me save. You can't beat me save. That's preaching. That's a sermon. <laughs> she preached her, her first sermon as a child. Because you can't beat nobody safe. And I wish somebody would tell uh, the uh, GOP in the right that. But anyway, the reality is that she knew that her all wasn't the same as mine's. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I don't think that you are appreciating my all. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you my all. And I'm like, that ain't the all that I want. Yeah. That's not fair. You should take my all. That's how people treat God. Mm. God knows my heart is saying my all is not the same as his all. 
Because that's the culture that we've been inundated in. I give my best. And if my best isn't enough, then that's your problem. That's not my problem. And we allow people to live in a lie. Because if you look a person in the eye, they know they're not giving their own. Exactly. It ain't. It don't even matter. You can lie to me. I, I'm not <laughs> trying to make y'all tell me the truth. Don't write me no letters and say you right. Because people will do that too. They will confess to us. But you have to be honest with yourselves in order to do better. It's only so you could do better. It's only so you, God knows he don't need you to confess to him. He needs you to understand in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go to somebody and you say, this is the thing people do when they witness and they say, <laughs> do you know where you will spend eternity? They know you don't know. <laughs> so you should be, you should walk up to them and say, can you tell me where you'll spend eternity? Because they know. Mm-hmm. You asking them a question they know the answer to. You want them to tell you, and you don't matter. Mm. <laughs> you don't matter. It's a horrible icebreaker. It's the worst icebreaker. It is. It's the worst icebreaker ever. You can't even icebreak with people. You you really cannot witness to people that you don't know. Uh uh. I'll save that for another. No, that because it's very truthful, and I, I and I we've had this conversation before about um, witnessing, and <laughs> even with what I was doing with going over to other countries yeah. and <laughs> witnessing, witnessing. You know what you witness, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and and we I had I had to come to the realization that what I was doing was. More self-serving than anything. <sighs> and um, yes, it was impactful in my life. But was I impactful in their lives? No. I was sitting in a Zoom and uh, this woman, the, the nonprofit wants a video. And the person who knows the most who would be perfect for the video is a white woman. This white woman said in the Zoom, <laughs> I will not be in the video because I refuse to be a white savior. <laughs> you better speak, sister. <laughs> but um, you are a white savior because you aren't educating the black people to be able to speak. You haven't you haven't equipped a person of color to be in your business, to mm-hmm. be in the leadership roles mm-hmm. when it counts. Mm-hmm. So now you just ex- excluding yourself from it. And now how are we going to get the pertinent information out there? We have to find a surrogate, a fake surrogate, someone that that fits the narrative, but it doesn't really fix the problem. Nope. Mm -mm. Because you need people of color in positions in your nonprofit so that they they might not just be a a figurehead, but an actual cog in the machine that actuates change. Mm -hmm. When I talk like that. You know, doors open. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. But the reality is, it's like you can't. That's where people at. They want to just hide and lay in their lack. I'm tired. I don't want to hear about white people saying you're a white savior. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're doing a work. So, if you feel like you're lacking in some way, fix it. Exactly. You you don't have to just be content with it and no. say, this is my lot in life. Church people, lo- listeners of Real Church Matters, please stop thinking that you've done God a service by just exposing your flaws. Mm. Please don't. I've been cheating. I've been this. I loved it. One of my favorite comedians, he's been exposed and he admitted they cheating on his his wife and his fiance and stuff and he said I never knew how freeing it is to just be not beholden the people out of the guilt that you know that you're cheating on them my god and he's like <laughs> she came out to the pool and she said you know my aunt says come in to play the game and he's like I will not why? Because he no longer feels beholden to sit and play categories because he knows 
because he knows he has the guilt that he is cheating on this person. I'm no longer beholden to the guilt of it. I can be free now to say, no, I never liked categories, never wanted to play it. But I felt guilty that I was cheating on you. And this is the least I can do. No, now I'm treating you right. I'm being honorable and integrity. And I can also now say, y'all play categories. I'm not playing. That spoke to me because I, what I am so hooked on and so in love with is the freedom and the confidence that comes from being right before mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm hooked on that like a drug. While people still sneaking around, peeking, you, you, I, give you the, I would give you the password to my phone if I didn't think you would sit there for hours to just be nosy anyway. <laughs> the reality is I, I am free. Mm-hmm confidently to be able to move how I need to move in this world and to be able to know I'm given a proper and fair evaluation to God for the time that he's given me on this earth. I'm speaking prophetically in a way because I am going to be doing better. I want him to get better on his investment. And in understanding that it's, a never ending process to get better, to get better. And I think that's very important because some people, they sit they, on they it. get comfortable and they, they think, oh, I don't do this and I don't do that. And all I think about is the goodness of Jesus. And I spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm so overflowing with, you know, God's favor. <laughs> Charity, you know, what and it is? it's called getting by. Yeah, you get by until you die. And when you broke, you will think that you're doing something when you can pay your bills. I'm going to tell y'all, being able to say you don't do wrong anymore is not the same as being able to boast in doing right. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul said. He said, I will proudly boast in this. Y'all can be bashful. He said, but I'm going to be shameless. Why? Because at one point I was going zero to 100 in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Now I'm changed my whole way and I'm going zero to 100 in the other direction. Oh, why should I not be zealous if I was zealous before? Yes. Boasting. Then why should I change now? That's my thing with, with Christian women. The Internet is full of women who are very zealous in Overtly expressing sexuality <laughs> But you can't get a, a woman A Christian woman to be overt In her spirituality You can but it, it is uh... No you talking about being overt In her religiousness Yeah, There's tons of them I'm talking about being overt in your spirituality I ain't talking about Floating crystals Burning sage I'm talking about Exuding the character of God Exhibiting the fruits of the spirit, smelling like love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, meekness, not smelling like sage <laughs> with heavy crystals around your neck, not smelling like olive oil and wearing prayer shawls and doilies, not creating a brand and saying you're a prophetess or you a speaker having a morning zoom, a, a midday zoom prayer and a night nightly zoom prayer. <laughs> I'm talking about exuding love, patience, joy, long suffering, kindness, meekness. I'm talking about living out the scripture where mm-hmm. it says that the older women teach the younger women. I don't see that. I see the older women judging younger women. Mm. I would never wear that. Okay. She got on fashionista. Okay. You get your fashion stuff. over fashion over. You get your stuff from Lane Bryant. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sit down with the young lady and teach her about the word. We don't even want you to teach her how to dress because you tacky. (laughs) Okay, so she shouldn't have her chest out. She sure enough shouldn't be wearing that nasty sweater either. You're covered, but you're a mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait a minute. Real church matters. Just because you buy your stuff from QVC doesn't mean you're holy or modest. So mm. Stop it. Mm. 
Just because your dress is down to your ankles doesn't mean that you don't flip that thing over your head. <laughs> stop it. Mm. Please stop. I would never wear something like that. But you would speak against the very children that you should be raising and teaching. Mm-hmm. And the, the Christian woman is nowhere to be found. That's why I'm so happy that our mama has started a Zoom. And it's filled with young women that need to hear what she has to say mm-hmm. because she's of she has a she has a, a fair evaluation. Yeah, there is a value there. And if it's properly appraised, someone would be interested in it. There's too many diamonds hidden. And they hid hiding from what? I don't even know. They hiding yourself. Too many diamonds. That's why I got to have charity on this podcast. The treasures have to be dug for and then sing. You don't dig up a treasure and then put it in your pocket. That's why places like Sotheby's exist. And it's like the world's largest diamond. It's like this, this big old rock and it costs $150 million. Jesus. And they sit it up on a tray somewhere for people just to look at. Treasures deserve to be seen and heard. I got. That's what the podcast is for to amplify the signal. Listening to a young woman talk like you, Charity, helps these young ladies understand they don't have to hide. They can have spiritual positivity. <laughs> they can be proud of who God made them, not just how they their body looks, but how they were created. Right. That's all we saying, guys. We saying properly evaluate. Yourself, because when the time comes that you leave this earth, you are going to experience an exchange rate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what valued on earth will no longer value in heaven. Mm. So it was a guy. He was in Jamaica and he had wads of cash and everybody was laughing at him. (laughs) They was like, "Okay, but when you come back through customs. <laughs> you won't have as much in your hand. You won't have as much. I mean, he had stacks. He's flilling through them. And he, he probably only had a hundred dollars at most. Hundred US that, dollars at that charity. I don't even think he had enough to get an iPad. <laughs> but over there, he was balling. Mm-hmm. See, over down here, some of y'all balling. But who gonna be balling in heaven? Mm. Down here, some of y'all are famous and known, but is God going to know you? Mm. There must be a better way. Must be. This is an awesome podcast, Charity. Absolutely. I got to put you in a comfortable chair more often because you. Just, I had to get comfortable. <laughs> you just you you using you your bag today. You, matter of fact, you wasn't even in your bag. You was in my bag. I opened it, I opened it to get something out of it, and I just seen you in there like. So, like, how did you get in my bag? She was in my bag, y'all. This is what I'm talking about. This is real church, Matt. This is this is that content. This is that real good Christian content, boy. And I shouldn't be doing this. I hate to for people to be commentating. And yes, you you just said the the experience, and you you always say, I mean, why can't we just enjoy the experience and not have a commentary of it? We watch too much TV where people critique because people will think of just literally pull themselves out of the moment and become the commentator. You see what we're doing right here? This. This, this is productive. This, this is productive. This no, <laughs> this is not productive no more. <laughs> you stepped I out into productivity. I stepped out the podcast <laughs> like I don't gotta shut it down and close it. <laughs> I'm in All right. Well, I'm girl. That's boy. You know what? I gotta change that now. What? <laughs> She's woman. Uh-uh. And I am boy. <laughs> She, 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 you, you, you did it today. You I'm woman, girl. You woman today. That's boy. She is, she is Wonder Woman. Hear Hope y'all woman. enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what you think. Episode 169. Hit the, hit the bell. 
on in some way something that they can do <laughs> to notify them. No, that's that's you watch too many YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> that's YouTube charity. Oh yeah, that's YouTube. She's on there watching the makeup artist. She's like, hit the bell at the top, guys. <laughs> Ain't no bells. Listen to that dog on podcast. But we want interactions with you guys. All right. All right. And we out. Episode 169. <laughs> Let me close it out. All right. We got to take her out of my bag now. Episode 169. Real Church Matters. Return on investment. Thank you, Charity. Love y'all. God bless. <laughs>